dice out now. Game! Game! Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chetra, I'll be your DM for tonight, and the players with me tonight are Dia. Hi. And Jan. My name is Jan, and I'm here to say I have nothing to follow up with that rhymes. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I'm so proud of you. you. You thought of that all on your own. Now, this is an actual Play 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. That said, we are not exactly starting the campaign on this episode. We can't just throw a bunch of people together and expect them to get things done, so what we're doing instead is sort of prequel episodes where the characters will meet each other. Now, before the characters meet each other, uh, let the audience meet you. Uh, Dia, can you start telling us who you are, who you're playing? Okay, I'm playing Kasni. He is a water genasi cleric. He's sort of tall-ish, like, like he's five foot ten, so he's like above average, I guess. But not like super tall. That's a meter seventy-five for the metric. Yeah, he's got he's got like really dark eyes and like almost he's got like almost no whites to his eyes. So like his eyes are almost like completely black, like shark eyes. Yeah, and his skin is his skin is like like light blue, and his hair is sort of bluey purple, and it looks like a sea anemone. It sort of shifts around like it's moving in the water. Cool. So, Jan, why don't you explain to us, who are you, who are you playing? Uh, so, I am playing Darren Leolan. He is a half-elf sorcerer. He has uh, red hair, medium build, and he's, he's, he's a handsome dude. He's, like, ruggedly handsome, you know, he's, like, maybe, like, a three-day beard growth. Oh, no, have we got a party full of handsome people? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, we already says it's three rowdy boys in Orc County. Poor old Cora, <laughs> having to put up with us. <laughs> So Darren, um, uh, yeah, red hair, ruggedly handsome, looks a bit run down because he basically lives on the streets, but uh, in a in a like roguish, handsome way, of course. Oh, does he have that thing where he's where he's sort of like a little bit dirty, but only in a way that just makes him look better looking? Yes, 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 in a sexy way, exactly. He's dirty in a sexy way. It's like he has like dirt smudges in all the right places. You dirty boy, Hollywood dirty. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. He, uh, so he's a, he's a wild magic sorcerer and his eye color actually changes color depending on the element that he's uh, magicking up. That's cool. I'm not the only weird looking one. Uh, yeah, that's that's him. Okay, so those are our characters for today. Yeah, do we just want to go into it? Sure, why not? Sure, yeah, let's go. Kasni. It's an ordinary winter day. It hasn't snowed yet in Lidava, but it's cold enough that everyone is just waiting until it starts. You're minding your own business, walking down the street, but as it turns out, this very street was chosen as part of the track for a semi-legal cart race. You hear them coming and you manage to jump away just in time, but your coat gets caught on one of the carts and it gets ripped. So really. And it's your favorite coat. It's the blue one with the golden accents. That's my favorite one! Yep. Damn! And it's torn halfway up the back. Damn! Nope. Nope. Not happy about this. Cassie isn't a very angry person, but he's going to turn around and he's going to sort of, like, yell, Look where you're going! And you just get flipped the bird and they speed off into the distance. Did I see what the person looked like who was driving the car? Uh, just, just some, you know, youth. Just a local youth. So it's ripped up the back, yeah? Yeah, halfway up the back. It's 
like really bad. Casimir will, will take it off and sort of fold it over his shoulder. He, he's like wearing a shirt underneath, so. Yeah, and you know, somehow the cold doesn't even bother him, you know? The cold never bothered him anyway. <laughs> it's a water gymnastic thing, and it's not bad enough where it's unusable, but... It would need to be fixed. It would need to be fixed, and it can be fixed, but there's only one person you trust to fix it. It's the man who first made it, the Taylor Vex. Hey! Now, the bad news is that he lives and works in Visalina, which means if you go to see him, you won't be able to come back in time for Lucian Fair, where you conduct most of your business this time of year. Hmm. The good news is, you know, they, they also have Lucian Fair in Visalina. Is it a bigger one or better in any way? I don't know. I don't have the map up, so I don't know if it's a bigger place or not. I'd say it's a smaller place, but they get more into it. And as far as fair goes, it's uh, it kind of evens out. Okay. I guess then. I guess I'm making a trip. <laughs> yeah, you're making a trip. It's a two-day trip with a riverboat down to Rubina, and then half a day with a sailboat to Korea, where your friend Willow is currently staying. Oh, interesting. You can go visit her if you wish, but if not, you can just pass through town. It's only a couple of days away. Yes. It's a uh, almost a week's travel, actually. Yeah, I thought I thought you said that it was like a longer distance. So I figure I've probably not seen her in the time. I'll probably stop by there on the way, but um, not not like a, a long time, just like a quick catch up or something. Yeah, maybe you for the day, you know, you uh, you go for a lunch, you catch up. Okay, so you you uh, go to lunch with Willow, you catch up. She seemed like she's doing okay. She's she's doing fine, you know. She getting on with the new job. Yeah, she likes her new job and, uh, you know, it keeps her busy, but she still has time to do commissions for illustrations. So, you know, it's... She's seen anyone? Uh, not not really, as of right now. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when you see her, she's smelling of jasmine and, you know, she kind of asks you if you... Uh, yeah, the perfume that I got her. Yeah, yeah that she mentions that she's running low on it. Oh, I should have got some for her. If I planned to visit her in, the van- in advance on the way, I might have thought to pick some up. Can I roll to see if I remembered to pick some up? <laughs> you can roll, but I was just going to give it to you. Okay, excellent. Fantastic. So I picked up not like a big ball or anything, just another little small one. Yeah, and she's... Thank you, that's wonderful. That's so thoughtful of you. I'm really happy to see you. And she kisses you on the cheek and... I'm sorry, I, uh, I can't stay very long. I've got uh, an appointment... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's all right. I understand, but uh, I'm sure that the next time I'm passing through, I'll uh, I'll find some time to hang out with you and catch up. If I end up going straight back this way after, I um could probably uh, schedule like a little bit of time to stay around. I don't have anywhere to get back to. I just uh. Oh, that's wonderful. I guess we'll talk more then. Excellent. I look forward to it. I'll give her um, a kiss and I'll sort of head out and then and just quickly turn and uh, and wave to her before I leave. I flash her a smile, of course. And she waves back and she's kind of looking after you after you leave. She hates to see you leave, but she enjoys walking you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is very much the reaction that Kasni was hoping for. <laughs> Okay, so you probably wouldn't walk all the way. Um, you can take a coach service or you can hitch a ride with a cart driver. So, you know, for one, you have to pay for the other, you don't. I think uh, Kasty will probably try and hitch a ride, but not with anything like... He, he wouldn't go with like like something with farm animals or something on that. Yeah, there's a cart driver that's um, transporting barrels on his cart. Should be acceptable. Yeah, he, he invites you onto his cart and there's room on the bench next to him and he introduces himself. His name is Herman. He's an old great 
gray-haired dwarf. He's like, where are you heading? Shit, where am I heading? <laughs> Vizilina. Oh, shit. I'm not going to say that right. Vizilina. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Excellent. Oh, Vizilina. That, that's on the way. I'm going up to Holderberg. You know, just driving home for Lucia's day. Ah, yes. I'm uh, planning on uh, spending that there. That's uh, part of the reason for my trip. Oh, well, <laughs> good time of year. Large market. Lots of things to do. And uh, you go on the journey, and he keeps talking. He He's a chatty fellow. It's about a week's journey up north into the mountains to reach Vizelena. The further up you go, the colder it gets, the more fog and snow there is. By the time you reach the city, the snow on the side of the road is a meter high. And as you enter the city, you see that Lucian Fair is already in full swing. The streets are decorated with branches and candles, the main squares are bursting with market stalls that sell everything... Most importantly, there is a lot, and I mean a lot, of stands that sell mulled wine. Excellent. Do you go directly to the shop, or do you hang around the stalls a bit? Like, what do you do? Um, no, I think probably I'll want to prioritize getting my jacket mended, so I'm going to head straight there, I think. You make your way through the thick crowd to Taylor Vex's shop. As you walk in, the little bell above the door rings. ling a ling a ling <laughs> Adding Foley there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the shop is currently empty, um, and you hear, be with you in a moment, and the shop is maybe a bit small, and it displays a few finished pieces. There's a potted fern in the corner by the window that looks real fancy. A few seconds later, a purple-skinned tiefling with long black hair pulled into a ponytail, and he sort of has measuring tape around his shoulders. Uh, he comes out of the back room. When he sees you, he actually stops and takes a breath. Cassidy, darling! And he runs to hug you. Oh, I've missed you so much. What brings you here? Don't tell me you need a suit because you're getting married. My fragile heart couldn't handle it. <laughs> no, no, dear. Of course not. Goodness, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I have... I mean... Right, right. But it's wonderful to see you again. I... Uh, oh, darling. I'm afraid a terrible misfortune, and I'll, I'll get my jacket out of my bag and unfold it a little bit. Oh, no, this is terrible. Some careless uh, youth managed to rip my jacket, and I couldn't bear it. Oh, right. You know this one is my favourite. <laughs> well, of course I know. I mean, I, I'm the one who made it. Right, um, come, come step with me. I, I didn't dare try and get any common tailor to fix it themselves. <laughs> I had to have it uh, done properly. Of course, of course, understandable. And of course it doesn't hurt that it's an excuse to see you. <laughs> well, darling, you know, I'm always happy to see you, whatever the occasion is. And he leads you into the back room and he starts examining the tear and it's just like, oof. Oh, this is terrible. How, how exactly did this happen? Oh, some child on a cart. Do you know about these these cart races that, that happen in Edova? Yes. Oh, please tell me you weren't participating in that. I couldn't stand something like this happening to that beautiful face of yours. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I, I just happened to carelessly find myself on the route. And uh, I guess I was uh, distracted, probably had something else on my mind. I don't recall. But they just straight past me and the, the caught me on the... And as you can see, it's just... I think it's fairly superficial damage. I hope it's easy to mend. I would feel absolutely devastated if it wasn't. Oh, darling, this is an absolute awful tear. However, it's not something I couldn't fix. It's going to take me a day, however. I'm afraid I won't be able to... Oh, well, of course, you know, uh, craftsmanship like yours uh, takes time. <laughs> oh, dear, flattery will get you absolutely everything. <laughs> 
Tell me, darling, have you got a place to stay? I haven't arranged anything. Well, if you wish so, you can stay with me. Oh, that would be wonderful, if that's not too much of an imposition. Oh, on the contrary, I'd be happy to have you. Kazni uh, gives, gives him a broad smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, shit, I've just realised a broad smile on his face is going to be crazy, because he's got such a wide mouth. It, as long as it does that, I don't want it to look creepy. <laughs> No, no, you have that sort of smile that it would look funny on anyone else, but on you it looks charming. Excellent. (laughs) Okay, and now we zoom out and we switch over to Darren. Hello. Hello, sorry to keep you waiting so long. It's okay. You know how I am, I like long intros. It is winter in Vizlena and the streets are packed. Lucia's day is coming and the fair is in full swing. There are tourists everywhere who are both easily impressed and easily distracted, as well as a thick layer of fog that covers the city. You've been making decent cash uh, the last day or so. Right now you're spending some of your earnings at a mulled wine stall. There are a few tables in front of it to lean on and you've been hanging out there for a while now. So, as you bring back your third cup, around the corner appears your best friend Lara. She spots you and she makes her way directly to you. She says, there you are, I swear I've hit up every stall on the way here looking for you. Uh, hey Lara, what are you up to? Ugh, I got fired, don't even ask. What?! Okay, a customer was there with a little kid, yeah? And the kid thought it would be hilarious to throw a pie at me. And then the mom didn't like it when I yelled at the kid. And then the boss, you know, to appease the mom, fired me. Honestly, good riddance, I say. Ugh, I need a drink. To be fair to the kid, getting a pie in the face is pretty hilarious. Oh, you would say that, wouldn't you? I mean, rah, 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 rah. and she and she just grumbles. She grumbles and. Lara, I'm sorry, I I couldn't resist. But you know, over these last festivities, I could actually get in. I I, I got into some money. You know, I can I can buy you a drink if you'd like to. Oh, please do! Come on, cash out, cash out, cash money, cash I, money! Come on, I, come on, come on! I don't I don't want to give you money. Come on, I just want to buy you a drink. Well, I'm going to go. G- okay, then go go buy me a drink. I buy Lara a drink. Oh, and by the way, oh. uh, mm-hmm. Darren is um, is doing the thing that that me, uh, Jan, as a player, that I personally always do, is he brought a flask with a uh, rum to the to the stand, Ooh, and he's buying yeah. a cup of mulled wine and pouring his own uh, rum into it so that he doesn't have to pay extra for uh, an additional shot of liquor. That's uh, a decent trick, and I would advise everyone to use it when you're visiting a Christmas market. And um, yeah, noted. Well, yeah, anyway, I, I'm i buying two cups of mulled wine for me and Lara, and I uh, spike them with, with the good stuff. Yeah, and she, she goes with you to the stall to make sure uh, you're getting the right one, because, you know, you have white wine, you have red wine, and she obviously wants the red wine. I'm getting the good red stuff with cloves and cinnamon and whatever's in there. I approve of this. Yeah, and you, as you're at the stall, a messenger comes to the stall and hands the vendor a note, and he reads it, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, why now? And um, he sees Lara in front of him, and he says like, hey, girl, do you need a job? And she's like, I mean, yes. And he's like, can you start tomorrow? I'm being called to court. And she's like, yeah, I can. Great. You're hired. Do you have something else to wear, though? Because, um, and he kind of motions at her, and she she's wearing this sort of brown coat, you know, it's kind of old, a bit worn already, you know, it's still warm, it does the job, but, you know, it's, it doesn't look very nice. She's like, yes, I do. And it's like, well, then be here tomorrow at 8. And she's like, will do, and, um, yeah, your friend Lara just got a job. Hey. Yeah, this is one of the reasons that we play uh, D&D. To fulfill the fantasy that getting a job is an easy thing to do. (laughs) 
Hey, Lara, Lara. Yeah, yeah. You know that you owe me now, right? Um, that that's not how this works. Well, if I hadn't bought you that drink right now... You didn't agree to it beforehand, therefore I don't owe you anything. If I hadn't bought you that drink right now, you wouldn't be here and he couldn't have fired you. That's how it works. <sighs> you know what? We can talk about this later. Right now... I'm just messing with you. Come on. <sighs> come on, Darren. You know I don't always understand jokes. Oh, come on. You... You understand me. I mean, yeah, but still, I mean, I'm... Look, it doesn't matter right now, because what we need to do right now is we need to go clothes shopping, okay? Because apparently I can't be in my favorite coat, so... Well, I mean, I came into some money. I'm not rich, though. New clothes are like, eh, not my thing. Will you at least come with me? Of course, of course. I found this new tailor shop, and it's really good. Uh, They have really good pieces, and I would love to go check it out. Maybe I can find something... I can afford. That actually looks good. I mean, sure. You know, I don't... I feel out of place in these fancy kind of stores, but I'll come with you. Thanks. You're the best. And yeah, you finish your uh, wine, and then she drags you off through the crowd across the city to a small tailor shop. Um, And as you enter, a tiny bell rings above the door. And the shop is right now empty, but you hear, be right with you. And um, a purple tiefling uh, is walking out of the back room, uh, followed by a blue man. Lara walks up to um, Taylor Vax and she's like, Hi, um, I I need a new coat. And, and Taylor Vax looks at her and he's like, Oh yes, I can I can see that. Don't, don't worry, darling, we'll, we'll find something for you. Um, Here, let's go look at some finished pieces. Um, so, um, I think this one would really suit you. And he, uh, he gives her a coat from a rack and she tries it on and uh, she's trying it on and as that's going on a middle-aged half-elf woman uh, walks into the store she's got sort of a salt and pepper brown hair she looks to be about um, her late 40s maybe early 50s the human equivalent i'm not sure how it translates to half-elves and then this woman looks sort of familiar you remember her from somewhere anyway um lara goes uh to try on the coat, look look at herself in the mirror, and uh, in the meantime, the woman walks up to Vex. It's like, and he he is like, "Oh, Jana, how lovely to see you again so soon!" And she's like, "Yes, Taylor Vex, I'm really sorry. I hope you haven't started working on it yet, but I'm afraid I'm gonna have to cancel the order." And Vex is like, "Oh no, how come?" And she's like, "Well, uh, my master, um." Mr. Zanetti, um, he, uh, and she just starts crying. And, uh, Taylor Rex hugs her and is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, it's fine. You, you can cancel the order. Then the woman turns around and she sees, um, Darren and she sees Lara and she's like, oh, wait, wait, I know you two. You used to live at the orphanage, didn't you? The, the orphanage? Lady, that was a long time ago. Well, yes. Obviously, but still, I, 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 I do think I remember you. You have that specific um, red hair. Oh, oh, when you girl, yeah, the two of you were hanging out together all the time. Oh, what, what, what did you say was your name? Oh, Jana. My, my name is Jana. I, I, I work for Mister Zanetti. Um, you used to work for. What do I know about this lady? About this lady? Yeah. You can, you can roll me a history if you want. I mean, I was about to tell you, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you can roll for it. You can still yeah. roll for it. Yeah, let me let me roll for it. Let me see what I remember. I have a 12. I mean, you do seem to remember her 
from the orphanage. Like now that she says it, yeah, she she was at an orphanage a few times. Like like as a kid or no, as uh, as an adult. Oh, okay. She wasn't like working there. She just you know came around every year around this time of year actually. And she says, oh, remember on the CS day when gifts were brought to the orphanage from a mysterious donor? I I delivered them, but they were sent by Mr. Zanetti. And, uh, well, I, uh, I regret to inform you, but, um, this morning, uh, Mr. Mr. Zanetti was found dead. And she starts crying again. Oh, there, there. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I awkwardly hug her. She just holds on to you and she's, she's bawling. And she's like, you know, I, 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 this is the first time I'm saying it out loud. You know, it hasn't, hasn't really hit me yet. It's, it's uh, fine. And she lets, she lets go of you. And You know, those, my, my, my days in the orphanage, they were less than pleasant, to say the least. But uh, I remember those days and they were bright moments in in the bad times i had at least there was something to look forward to and uh, lara walks up to her as well and she kind of places her uh, hand on her shoulder and like i'm sorry for your loss and uh, the woman jana she's well thank you i'm just going around uh, picking up loose ends i thought i would start with simple ones you know that canceling an order at the tailor and oh i still need to inform the authorities and arrange a funeral a funeral this time of year, this is a time for life and celebration, not a funeral. Ugh. Oh, and I need to get a cleric, you know, to come bless the body. Oh, it's terrible. If I go to the church, everybody will find out what happened. And I, I really, I don't, I don't want it to come out before, before I'm ready. You know, it was, the workers will panic, you know. I'm, I'm really sorry. Is, is is there anything is there anything I can do? Do you know a cleric? I, I'm afraid I don't. Ah, yes. I believe I can help you out with that. And Kasni will uh, flip a um a holy symbol out of his shirt and it will be the correct one um <laughs> for the uh, for the festival um or the city uh, or both whichever. He will have he will have prepared in advance. He will have the right one. And he'll offer his hand and he'll say um a Kasni I'm a cleric here for the uh, festivities. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Would you think you'd be able to come bless the body? I don't... Oh, oh yes, of course, of course. I don't want news to come out before uh, ready. Oh, oh, and I've already given all the staff a day off. I mean, you know, they they were off for the holidays, but still, you know, the... Uh, now we need... Who, who's going to be the other witness? And you know that blessing the body is one yeah. of the main clerical duties, so you know that. And presumably it needs two two witnesses then? At least two witnesses, yes. Okay. Hey, you, um, boy, what was your name again? I, I'm sorry, it's it's been a while, I didn't... My name is Darren, Darren Leolan. At least, that's what I think it is. Well, I'm, I know you've only been at the orphanage for a little bit, and I know you didn't really know Mr. Zanetti, but... Do you think you could come be the, the second witness? I don't really know who else to ask right now. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a bit I'm a bit frazzled. Uh, it's it, it's been a day. <laughs> I would love to help. I don't usually do these things for free, but I think I owe it. Oh, m- money money is not an issue. No, I I am not looking I... for payment. I am just saying that. Uh, I, I owe it to the one person who made my time in the orphanage just a little bit less awful. Well, that's very noble of you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Cassie doesn't look very pleased because uh, with the witness not asking for money, um, that doesn't bode well. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he'll cover that. And um, Okay, um, uh, usually best to do these things uh, right away. I'll just uh, uh, flick a, a glance at uh, Vex. And, um, yeah, and he says, oh, Cassie, Cassie, before you leave... Darling, it's cold outside. I can't let you go out there in just your shirt. And he gives you a sort of uh, red coat with brown fern trimming. And it's otherwise pretty nice coat, but it looks terrible with your complexion. I was going to say red. Mm. red. Yeah. yeah, not not ideal. It's like, um, I'm, I'm sorry, darling. That's the best I have right now. It's the only one that will fit you. Well, uh, yes, I, I'm sure that it's a wonderful coat. I don't suppose it's really very me, but... Uh, it's very well made, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you, darling. Well, be back soon. I'll be missing you. I'll blow him a kiss. <laughs> and he catches it in the air and holds it to his chest. And um, Jana, the woman, uh, she says once again, please, please don't tell anyone about this. I'm, I need to arrange things before, before it gets to the public. I well, this is um, unusual. I'm sure we can work something out. Yes. Well. Come on, let us go. And she uh, holds down a carriage and uh, you ride with her into the wealthier part of town. Your path leads you to a two-story townhouse. In front of the entrance, there's a wooden carving of a snowman. You go up the staircase and down the hallway into the bedroom. Most of it is made of dark wood. There are branches with candles sitting on uh, the window and on top of the fireplace, um, as is common decoration this time of year, because... It is Lucia's time of year, and on the large double bed lies the lifeless body of an old elven man, all drenched in blood. Oh my word! Yes, it's it's quite gruesome. I'm. Does this town have a like a? Presumably, it has some sort of like guards or uh, some sort of form of uh, of yeah. organized. Yeah, it does. It has guards, but H- have the authorities had chance to see this before? I don't want to. Uh, not yet. Honestly, I've been a bit um. Uh, then I, I shall make every effort not to disturb anything. I mean, uh, it doesn't look like this was where he was killed. The um, well, this this is Mister Zanetti, um, Stefano. What does the place look like? Is it like fancy at all? Yeah, yeah, it's like super fancy. This is like the wealthy part of town. Like this man is rich. Yeah, Kasny had that idea. I think that's why he was uh, willing to go with it. Yes, um, he's uh, he's obviously eyeing up the, um, the what what's around. You're going to steal from a dead man? I am not going to steal from a dead man, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's one of my flaws. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I'm not stealing from a dead man. He's dead. He doesn't need it. Therefore, it's not stealing, okay? Okay, okay. It's looting. Exactly. (laughs) Looting, yeah. Looting a corpse is much better than stealing from a dead man. Now, Kasni will have some sort of prayer book, I'm sure. Yeah, no. I actually have the ritual written down. So I can describe it if you want. Okay. I was just going to say that uh, he'll have some sort of prayer book because he absolutely definitely does need a uh, does need a way to keep track of all the different um, ceremonies and things. And um, you were properly trained as a cleric, so this is this is one of the basic. Yeah. The main duties of a cleric are conducting weddings, mm-hmm. conducting funerals, yeah. blessing the body, mm-hmm. because um, blessing the body prevents uh, spontaneous undead. 
prevents hauntings and stuff like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say it probably involves some sort of uh, candles, maybe some incense or something. He's got these sort of things. He'll get them the required objects out, and he may if he if he's cheeky, he may even pick up a candlestick from some surface and use one of his own candles because of course they're proper cleric ones and pop it in in there. You know, so he doesn't drop wax on the floor or anything. Not because he's planning to put it in his bag when he leaves. <laughs> of course, of course. Actually, it's the witnesses that hold the candles. Ah, yes. Okay, so he'll put a candle in a couple of uh, of whatever the nicest looking candlesticks, because there's bound to be a couple in the bedroom of a rich person. There's at least one, and there's like the tiny ones that you, uh, the ones that you carry on your finger when you walk around the yes. house at night. When, you, when you're when you're being Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you hand each witness, so in this case, Darren and uh, Gianna, uh, you hand each of them a white candle, and you light it, and they stand on each side of the bed, and uh, you take out one of your daggers, which is a special consecrated dagger specifically for this purpose. You hold it in your left hand, and you circle the body counterclockwise three times, then you lightly press the tip of the dagger against the middle of his chest, and lift it up a bit, and then you make an X above the chest, and you give a little nod to the witnesses, and they speak the name they knew them by. In this case, it was, uh, Darren would probably call him Mr. Zanetti, and Jana just says Stefano. And you press the dagger against his chest a little bit again, and then you slowly raise it up to the sky, and then uh, the witnesses blow out the candles. And that's all there is to it. The ritual ends, um, the candles are blown out, you put the candlesticks away, and Jana just says, Thank you, thank, thank you so much for that, I uh, I don't know what what would I have to do if I had to get one of the people from the church, it would, rumors would start and then uh, it would, there would be a panic. So really, thank you. That is no problem at all. It, 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 is, uh, it is what I am trained for, it's one of my most sacred duties, and... Kasni is going to uh, go over to uh, uh, whilst uh, retrieving his uh, candles, make sure that the wax is set, and then he'll pop them back in his bag with the candlesticks that he put them in. Of course, and uh, <laughs> and he'll put his hands onto hers and say, um, "The church would, uh, of course, be very grateful for any donations that you're." Uh, oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, it's not a not a problem. Uh, I'm sorry in these difficult times, but of course, no, no, I it's understandable. Of course, uh, I mean, after all, uh, it's time of Lucia, you know. Of course, just uh, come come with me to the office. I there are probably some savings there. She leads you into the office. Both of you, should you choose to. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, down the same hallway, and she opens the door, and the office is also all done up in dark wood. In the middle of it is, is a large, impressive desk, in front of which you see a large stain of dried blood. There are many shelves which hold folders of paperwork and also various books. On one side of the room is a fireplace, it's smaller than the one in the bedroom, but still gets the job done. There are two leather armchairs at the end, an end table next to it. On the end table is a crystal decanter of what's probably whiskey. She walks to the desk and she looks into one of the drawers and messes about in the drawer. And uh, she pulls out a gold coin and she gives it to you. And I, I, I hope this is enough. I, I, uh, you know, it's time of Lucia's day. And, and she turns to Darren and she's like, you know, I know you weren't at the orphanage for long, but this was his favorite holiday. You know, give it, given back to the community. 
He was so excited to do it again this year, and now he's dead, and the gifts are missing, and I, I, I just don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm a bit stressed. I'm so sorry. Oh, that is, that is, that is very understandable. Kelsey will been um, looking around the room. So, so you said there was blood on the desk, uh, in front of the desk on the floor, and he'll sort of look. Uh, it, this, I mean, this doesn't at all look like any kind of accident. I can't help but wonder. Uh, was it a was it a robbery gone wrong? You said some gifts or something were missing. Yeah, the gifts for the orphanage. Um, oh, that's dreadful. We already had them bought. You know, I mean, I know, I know, Lucia's day isn't for a week, but still. Well, you want to be prepared, of course. Yes, of course, and he had such joy with it, and oh, this is a, this is so this is just so terrible. <sighs> Does the does the the office does it look messed up at all? I want to look around and give me a roll. This was an investigation, um, like or perception. Which one would be better? Well, I prefer perception, but I rolled a sixteen, so I don't do too bad either way. So that would be if, it, if we're going with perception, that's twenty. Although really, I think it's probably investigation. In which case, it's just sixteen. Like if you're actually looking around the room, actually you know moving stuff and figuring it out, then it's investigation. But you know if you're just Throwing a cursory glance. Down. Oh yeah, and I'm not like sort of digging through things or stuff. I'm just looking around. Okay, so in which case, let's go. Let's go with a uh, non-natural uh, twenty. Um, yeah, you see that there's some soot scattered around the fireplace. Actually, Kasni, after having a bit of a look around, be like, um, "Were these gifts? Were they kept in here?" Uh, yes, we kept them in the office. Uh, in that corner, actually. And she points to a corner um, next to the door. Is there any sort of evidence of anything? Being there, you know, bits of the, the the only thing that you you saw with a cursory glance. Oh well, I mean, this uh, this seems very suspicious. Looks like somebody who uh, knew what they were doing, what they wanted. How unlikely would it be somebody randomly just choosing this place to rob? I mean, Mister Zanetti was one of the richest people in town, if not the richest. At which Casney will sort of uh, wrinkle his nose a little bit at the one gold that he got. <laughs> But uh, he's not saying anything. <laughs> one gold. He's, he's glad he took that candlestick now. One gold buys a goat. I, I just want to point it out. If he's a rich guy and he's just saved this guy from potentially becoming a zombie or whatever. Yeah, you know. As part of your standard duties. Yeah, but it's... Ah, oh, never mind. No, he's not impressed, <laughs> but he's not going to say anything. So he's going to... Um, do, you, um, do you mind if I, I look around at all? Oh, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. It's, uh... So Kasni's going to look around. For an entirely separate reason, I'm going to look at the desk and see if there's anything interesting on it. Mm-hmm. On it? Oh, or in it, in the drawers or anything. We're only in investigation. Well, I, unfortunately, I have no thing in that. Oh, shit, I rolled a three. So I've got three. So I find sod all. I find nothing. <sighs> Since you definitely look in the drawers, you said you, you find in the lower drawers there are the papers are crumpled, like, actually rolled into balls and crumpled. Hmm. Well, with the three, I suppose I won't be able to do what I was going to do, which was see if you would got any fancy pens. But, um, <laughs> um, so I'm going to move on and look at the, the chimney instead, because I feel like I can't focus on a thing I've rolled a three for. Darren, do you do anything? Or are you just standing there? I would like to take another look at the, the corner that uh, Jana pointed out, where the presents were. Is, is it just an empty corner, or can I see anything? Well, right now is an empty corner, but you can roll me an investigation as well, or perception. I don't know. In this case, it's whichever. Well, that won't do much. It's a six in uh, investigation. Yikes. You guys are rolling so poorly. <laughs> 
Kirsty's going to look at the because you noticed the soot on the, on the ground, and he's going to look at the chimney. So uh, there and there just looks like an empty corner. Uh-huh. She tells you there used to be something there, but like you know, that you can't really see anything. Like you can't see something that isn't there. You know. <laughs> yes. Tasni, you look around the fireplace. Uh, what what did you roll? I didn't roll for this one, unless we're still... Are we still going with the three that I rolled for the desk? No, no, because that was for the desk. It's either or, investigation or perception. Well, I'm going to choose to do perception because that's much better. That's a 16 with perception bonus. Yeah, so you notice drag marks in the soot and um, you actually see that, well, the logs were stomped on uh, in the fireplace. It looks like at the very least the uh, murderer and thief uh, must have exited uh, through the chimney here. Are there any uh, footprints at all on the floor or anything? Can I? Because I'm just wondering, um, if he came in through the chimney, I feel like th- there would be such... No, I, I, I see your yeah. point. I see your point. Um, like there'd be something more around the room. Hold on, let, let me make a retroactive uh, roll. Mm. I'm gonna say no. Because my thinking was, uh, if the guy, if the person had come in through the chimney, gone around the room to get the presents out of the corner and to kill the guy, and then left, there'd be traces of soot through the whole room. So this sort of makes me think that it's they came in through presumably the door. But is there a window? There's probably a window. Yeah, there's a window. So yeah, so came in through the door or the window and left through the chimney, which is interesting. Is there any way to get to the roof? You can ask. Is there any way to get to the roof, I ask? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. Like that, that's why I said that. This was perfect, thank you. She's like, oh, um, yes, yes, there's a back staircase. Um, it leads to the roof. Um, you know, it's useful for <laughs> cleaning off the pigeons' nests and stuff. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can show you. Come, come with me. Come with me. Yes, I follow. Kasni will follow, but before he follows, if she's left the room before, he'll just see if there's any sort of anything. If there's anything interesting that he noticed while he was looking around the room that would be worth money. Oof, probably. I mean, if nothing else, that uh, decanter of whiskey looks real nice. Well, I was very tempted to take it, but I wasn't sure how easy that would be to transport. Yeah, maybe not Maybe not easy to transport. Cassie's going to pick it up, and he's going to take a swig. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Uh, yeah, you can, do, you can do that. Yeah, and then he's just going to be like, eh, whatever, and follow on. He doesn't want to take... He doesn't want to be too far behind everyone, because then it might look suspicious. But nobody's going to notice if he takes a swig out of the whiskey. Out of the whiskey. Is it good whiskey? Yeah, it's it's oof, it's very good. It's uh, the best whiskey you've tasted. Oh, damn. Yeah, it tastes expensive. You better share. <laughs> <laughs> but she put it back. I put it back. Oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, she leads you to the roof. It's like mostly a metal plate, very steep roof, but um, it has like two meters of flat part on the top, you know, for walking. Uh-huh. And uh, does the chimney come up? In the center. It's a bit to the side, but, you know, it's accessible. It's not too much of a leap, literally. Because, you know, uh, chimney sweeps have to, like, come. So Kasni will walk over to the area where the um, chimney is, and he'll sort of have a look at the a look at the chimney. Shall I roll? Yeah, perception. Oh, not good. Seven. So I don't probably notice anything interesting. Yeah, you see, going from the chimney, you see... Um, you actually see a path. It's a bit covered by snow now, but it looks like you know it's a bit, um, a bit pressed in. You know, it's not, it's uh-huh. not a still, uh, it's not an even surface, but it's a bit 
pressed in from the chimney and to the edge of the roof. So whoever climbed out of the chimney jumped off the roof then. That's safe to assume, I guess. Can you run over to the next roof? You actually see a grappling hook there. Ooh. Fun. I uh, would like to cast Mage Hand and grab the hook. Yeah, you grab the hook. And I look at it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not very well made, but, you know, it gets the job done. And there is a rope tied to it. And where does the rope lead? Just to the ground? Just to the ground. Okay, I would uh, like to leave the roof, uh, exit the building, and go to where the uh, rope ended. Mm -hmm. And I'll take the grappling hook with me. I mean, yeah, you you go down there, like, you all leave the roof, because, like, you found everything that you were going to find up there. Well, if there's a grappling hook on the roof, it would make sense that the guy must have gone into the chimney as well, then. Yeah, and it actually looked like there was more than just one set of footprints. Oh, we have multiple people. Then they were very good at not putting lots of uh, uh, soot throughout the whole room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they rolled really high on their stealth. Okay, so it looks like these people have um, come in through the uh, chimney and also probably left through the chimney. Yes. Yeah, the rope is actually a little bit blackened. Blackened? Well, they climbed back up out of the chimney, so they'll have had dirty hands. Oh, blackened from the soot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I thought, like, blackened as in burnt. I was confused for a second. Okay, we're looking for dirty people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope they haven't taken a bath yet. Kazni eyes you up if you've said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that dirty, okay? Yeah, no, I yeah. am. <laughs> he's, he, he's Hollywood dirty. Yeah, not just climbed up a chimney dirty. I, I uh, talk to Jenna and say, um, can I ask you something? Um, yeah. Have you have you talked to the neighbors yet? Oh, uh, I I haven't. I haven't yet. I was. Maybe maybe we should knock on a few doors and ask them if they saw anything. You know who might know things? Maybe maybe Catalina knows some things. She's been hanging around these parts lately. Um, and Darren, you actually know who Catalina is. Everybody knows who Catalina is. Who is she? She's this homeless woman that's been uh, living on the street for the last. 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. She's sort of everyone's weird auntie. I would probably know where to find her at this time of day, right? Probably, yeah. John is like, yeah, um, she came around for dinner uh, yesterday. We Sometimes we feed her because, you know, it's the it's the season and, you know, we have enough to be able not to deny her that. Right. So may- may- maybe she saw something. I-, I think you should go ask her. I will try to find her and I'll ask her. Before we leave, I just would like to um, say to her, um, I came to town for this, uh, for the festival, but I'm not local. Um, how many people would know that this man had all these gifts, particularly in his study. Oh, not... Uh, maybe some of the staff, but otherwise nobody. I mean, he, he kept it secret. That's why he did gift-giving anonymously. He didn't want credit. He just wanted to do something nice. I mean, there's always the possibility that they came for him and left with the gifts, but it does seem like an awful coincidence. It does, doesn't it? But it, it makes no sense. Like... Why would they steal the gifts? Why would they steal from the orphans? Some people are just bad people. Some people don't care about anyone but themselves. And this is... Uh, this is awful. Yes. I say, I think even Casney would turn his nose up at the idea of stealing from actual orphans. But mostly because they probably wouldn't have anything good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we go looking for Catalina? Uh, yes. Okay, you go looking for Catalina. You know at this time of day, because it's like afternoon right now. It's uh, like three-ish. 
there's a bar that she really likes. It's a sort of a scummy dive bar, but um, they got outside seating. And uh, you know that bar, you've been there a lot of times, and uh, you know that she's probably there. You've seen her there lots of times, so. Yeah. So you go there. She's sitting at an outside table. She's uh, sipping on some uh, coffee, but uh, you do see she has a flask and she's uh, pouring the contents of the flask into the coffee. I uh, would like to approach her. Say, hello, hello, Catalina. Hey there, Darren. And she puts down her coffee and she stands up and she hugs you around the waist because she's a halfling and that's how tall she is. Yes, I lift her up uh, a little bit so I can hug her better. (laughs) So, my good boy. What have you got for me today? And you know that she's referring to um, either drink or gossip. <laughs> yes, uh, first of all, I would uh, pull out my own flask mm-hmm. and give her an additional shot of rum. Oh, that's a good boy there. <laughs> I trained you well. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Oh, have you heard about Lena? Oh, that girl, she's getting into trouble. Lena, what has she done now? Oh, you're not gonna believe that. Okay, so... She's got a new girlfriend, right? And last night I actually saw them sneaking out of town and they were like singing about how they're going to build a snowman in the meadow outside. Catalina, I I was actually hoping you could help me out. Mm, you do tell. You know old Stefano, right? Stefano Zanetti? Yeah, I, I, I've been to his house yesterday. He he gives me dinner sometimes when I, ba- when I bug him. So I assume you haven't... Uh, the, the rumors didn't get to you yet. Oh, so you do have some gossip for me. <laughs> well, I'm afraid it's not the good kind of gossip. Oh, there is no such thing. Kasni will sort of nudge uh, Darren then. Just make sure she doesn't pass this on. He'll flash a, a look at her. Can she keep a secret? No. No, she can't. <laughs> what What do you mean not tell anyone? Come on, you can't You can't just tell me things and expect me not to tell everyone else. Didn't you learn your lesson when you had me look at you the death ration you're about the last year? <laughs> <laughs> there was one time, okay? Because, <laughs> like, the town has its own newspaper, but it doesn't really need it because it's got Catalina. Okay, um, well, then I just say, well, old Mr. Zanetti, he, he was robbed last. Oh, no, that's terrible. No, any details? Kazni will sort of flash down a, um, a sort of approving look at that, because that works. I investigated, well, I tried to investigate what happened, Mm -hmm. but I haven't really got very far yet. I was wondering if maybe since you've been there just yesterday, if you have seen anything. Um, we found these footsteps on the roof and, well, I, I would have taken the um, grappling hook with me and uh, I, mm-hmm. I show it to her. Oh, that's nice. Really? We found this on the roof. On the roof? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, yeah, I've been around, but I, I left early. Maybe Yulia saw something. Maybe you should ask her. I mean, I do remember seeing some uh, hooligans run, run down the street when I was passing by, uh, but... Uh, I was pretty drunk at the time, so, you know, I can't, uh... Could have been just some kids. Did they leave, maybe, soot in the snow? I don't know. Wait, um, do I know Julia? Julia? Oh, Romy, Romy history. That is an 18. Yeah, she's a prostitute. Oh, well, then I'm probably very familiar with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know Julia. Let me just roll a, uh... Yeah? The the die again to see if I've had sex with her or not. (laughs) 
Okay. But I did, even if I haven't. <laughs> 50, 50. I haven't. I haven't. You haven't, but you, you've seen her. But around. I know her. Yeah. You know her. You know. You know. You know all of them. I. You know. I. I like to talk to them. Um, yeah, they're they're fun girls, you know. I I would then say goodbye to Catalina and give her just a small sip, last sip from my flask. You're a good man. I knew I liked you. I appreciate you helping me out. You know that. Aye. Ain't no thing. And then I would like to make my way to the brothel in which Julia works. Yeah, it's kind of nearby, actually. It's like a few streets away. Does Kesney still uh, accompany me? Does he? Kelsey has no problems going to the brothel. No, I assume he wouldn't. Ah, hello, Laura, hello, Marcus, hello, Friedrich, hello, Janina, hello, um, hello, Destiny, hello, Ch- uh, Chastity, hello, Amber, Ch- Amber, hello, Tiffany, Tiffany, hello, Ruby, <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> You can continue. Hello, generic stripper name number four. By the way, who gave you that name? <laughs> That's a weird name. I've, I've always wondered. Generic stripper name number four is definitely the most exotic of all the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Julia. <laughs> and yeah, every, everybody just sort of waves at you and hello, Darren, because they all know you. And Julia's like, hey, Darren. How are you? You're a bit early today. Come on. Usually we see you a bit later in the evening. Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually not here for pleasure today. Oh, okay. So, uh, no work today? Uh, are you sure about that? You know, we're we're running a holiday special, you know. <laughs> I, I'm doing some pro bono work here. <laughs> Sorry, this you can't say pro bono work in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> For two reasons, for two very good reasons, okay? Uh, sorry, I was gonna make a joke about the holiday special, but uh, I, 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 I couldn't, I was laughing too hard. Go on, do it. Yeah, we're having a two-for-one special. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Julia, um, I'm actually here for work. I'm investigating. Oh, really? I'm investigating a robbery. Oh, no. Oh, what happened? Where? See, it's an old... Well, I wouldn't say an old friend, I didn't really know him, but uh-huh. back in the orphanage there was uh, this yearly tradition that we got uh, some gifts from old uh, Stefano Zanetti. Oh, Mr. Zanetti. Oh, he's been robbed. Oh, that's that's such a shame. He's such a nice man, really. And he pays well. Oh, he's coming here too? Why am I surprised? Of course he does. I mean, some, sometimes I make home calls, you know. Oh, that makes sense. I guess he's not really the type to leave his house much. I don't know, I guess not. I don't really know him that well, you know, outside of work. I wouldn't really care if he got robbed or not. I, I don't really give a shit to be quite honest, but it's the presents, you know? The presents are gone, and I promised I would look into it. Oh, the presents, that What presents? It's the presents for the orphanage, right? Oh yeah, right, you mentioned that. Sorry. Yeah, the gifts for the orphanage, you know? They were one of the few things I could look forward to back back in the day, and... I would like them to have that, the kids. That's very noble of you, I have to say. Um... Listen, I'm not always an asshole. You know, I, I spoke to Catalina earlier and uh, she said... Oh, yeah. You might have seen something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was um, walking past that area because I had another job lined up. So, you know, I had to leave uh, the dance early. You know the dance in the main square where they put up some bells on the obelisk and they call it the Jingle Rock Square? Anyways, I was walking away in the frosty air, and I ran into my friend Andy, you know, the one who tends the candy stall at the fair. We saw some small fears with a large bag running over the bridge, and 
you know, I was in a hurry, so I didn't manage to get a good look. But, you know, I think probably if you ask her, she she might know something. She had more time than me, so I I was in a hurry, like I said. Wait, what, what was her name? Andy. It's short for Andrea. So she was working at the market? Yeah. All right. Yeah, she tends the candy stall. You've been a big help. I'll talk to Andy and... Uh... I'll see you again maybe later, maybe tomorrow. Sure, you don't want to take advantage of our uh, two-for-one holiday special. Ah, I'm afraid not today. Oh, well. She's not trying to sell it to me, then. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's she been kind of eyeing you as well, but she's mostly been talking to uh, Darren. But, you know, you're, you're getting enough attention from the others. But I just didn't want to roleplay that. Sorry. No, it's fine. Because Cassidy would obviously have to politely turn them down because he's uh, staying at Vex's place. It would be extremely rude. Although, I don't know, maybe Vex would like some company. I mean, you never know. I mean, you can you can bring it up with him when you come back. <laughs> when we're uh, walking to the back to the market, I would actually uh, like to do some small talk uh, with Cassidy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I, I hope I, it didn't bother you that I brought you into this uh, establishment. No, no, uh... Everyone needs uh, the help of a cleric at some time. Some people even need it more than others. And he'll he'll give you a sort of wink that doesn't necessarily say anything, but also slightly suspicious. Darren gives you a confused look back and then just grunts. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. Kazu will look Darren up and down and sort of smile and be like, no, no, these sort of places don't bother me. I don't have such... Delicate sensibilities. I don't know a lot of clerics, to be honest, so... Yeah, you would probably know where this candy stall is, because it usually smells really nice and a uh, very sugary smell. You can smell from a far away, and there's always a lot of kids there, and uh, also adults. And it's sort of um, not on the main square, it's sort of uh, at a smaller square, near one of the churches, actually, but, you know, not... Definitely one of the squares that's gonna have a bonfire, but... Um, you know, right now there's still market there. You um, go to her stall and um, there's already a man standing there, a human man with sort of black hair. And you see uh, this woman, Andy, who's a half-elf, a ginger half-elf. And uh, that man is talking to her and he's like, Andy, do you have any gingerbread hearts this year? And she's like, oh, I do, but I'm not selling them to you. And he's like, why not? He's like, they're a work of art and they need to be appreciated. And last year, remember... Last Lucia's day, I gave you a heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. I go up to Andy. Yeah, and as you near, um, the man just says, well, can I then get some uh, some of that special blue candy? And he's like, yeah, all right, you can have that. And, you know, as uh, you walk up to the stall, uh, blue snowflakes start falling. And, uh, you know, she sells him the blue candy, and then yeah, she's, she's turns to you, and she's like, Hello, welcome to Andy's Candy. Uh, how may I help you today? Uh, hello, hello, Andy. Hi, what can you do for it? I am looking for some information. Well, okay, I'm sure. Um, ask away. Um, do you want to know about our uh, special holiday sale? No, again, I'm not interested in any holiday specials. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm sorry, not not trying to be rude. That's fine. I've I've dealt with much worse. <laughs> Julia, Julia told me I should come talk to you. Yes, how is she? I I've, I saw her just last night. Oh yeah, she's doing fine. I kind of relate the same story to her about a robbery without mentioning that uh, he was murdered. Oh no, a robbery. That's that's terrible. And you said they stole gifts for the orphans? Yes, I've been walking through the city all day and I'm hoping that you have some 
information for me that that you've seen anything well actually i met yulia on the way like right near that part of town you know uh, next to the bridge because um there is a river in the city it's not very wide not very deep it's definitely not navigatable but enough that it has bridges over it yeah yeah i saw her um near the bridge and um you know she was in a hurry we couldn't really catch up but i did see some uh small figures uh running across the bridge and um they have a large bag with them. Do you think that was it? That sounds like it could be it, yes. They climbed down the riverbank, actually. I, I think they ran upstream. I'm. There was like, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, four or five of them? I'm not sure right now. It was dark. But yeah, I, I did see that. So do you know where they went? Do you know where they could have gone? Oh, no, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, once they climbed down to the riverbank, I, I think I heard them run upstream, but, you know, I wasn't really going to follow them, so... I thought it was just some, some kids just doing some, you know, uh, some prank or something, but maybe those were the actual uh, robbers. Well, it's it's the best lead we have at the moment. Yeah. it's It makes sense. I mean, presumably they would need to have something to carry all these gifts in, and if you've seen someone with, with a bag, it is at least uh, and not an unreasonable assumption. Well, thank you a lot for your help. You're welcome. May I interest you in some of our uh, special chocolate candles? It's 30% off. Chocolate candles? Can you burn them? Well, theoretically you can, but, you know, they're just shaped as a candle. The same symbol is a, is a candle. Yeah, exactly. Cassie will buy some candy, actually. Yeah, you buy some candy. What kind of candy do you buy? And you would actually know what kind of candy there is. Do you buy one goat's worth of candy? <laughs> Oh, that's a lot. Would I know, or can I roll to see if I would know, what Candy Vex likes, if any? Oh, hmm. Mm, um, I'll, I'll let you roll for it. Okay, how well do I know Vex? Probably not as well as I know Willow. It's a history. Ooh! Uh, so that is 18. So hopefully well enough to get him a nice present. You know that he likes the the one the candies were the chocolates with the, a cherry and cherry liquor inside. Good choice. Why not? So I will buy some of those, and I need to think what Casney might like as a. Uh, he'll have something like um, crystallized fruits, maybe maybe some sort of jellies. But I'm I'm going with crystallized fruits. Okay, yeah, you can you can get them. You can buy them. Okay, they have them. How much is that going to cost me? I have no fucking idea. But you know, it's, you're not going to go broke over it. So no, figured that probably won't. Also, I don't know how much we need to really keep balance of, of the amount of money we have for the small stuff, because who knows how much I've earned in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, and Lucian Fair is just starting, you know. I mean, okay, it's not starting. It's already been going about two days, but you know. So I have some candy. Why not? Yeah, you do. Uh, would there be a specific, not blessing exactly, but like uh, special words that you say at this festival? You know, like, what's the equivalent of this holiday's Merry Christmas? Lucia's lights upon you. Then I shall say Lucia's lights upon you to Andy of the candy. <laughs> candy. Oh, God. She says, made the lights turn on you as well. And uh, you're off. Where do you go? Up river. The river, Yeah. Um, do you actually walk on the, like, cause it's like, um, the river actually goes down a little bit. Like, the river banks, they go down and there's a bit of a concrete, um, you know, there's the street level, um, walkway and then there's the river bank that goes down. There's a bit of a walkway, um, next to there as well. So, it's, it's not a wide river and, um, I'm gonna say it's still snowing, but it's, um, actually just, you know, drizzle equivalent of snowing. So it's not snowing a lot, but it is snowing. And it's about um, half past four now. So I was going to ask, do you actually walk down to the riverbank or do you walk on the street level? No, I would walk by the banks. Yeah, so I'm guessing Kasni is with you. Yep. 
Kasny's uh, curious enough to follow this through. Also, he knows that if he continues with this, he'll probably get back to that place with the fancy stuff and the good whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, go down by the riverbank and uh, actually on your way you see a lot of uh, graffiti and um, you actually recognize uh, some of them, like you recognize the art style. They're done by a buddy of yours, Darren. If he's not really a buddy, like you don't like hang out, but you know, you, you know him and he knows you and you follow his work. Yeah, you walk, continue walking up, and it's, um, you know, it's a slow walk, because it's snowing, and, you know, everything is a little bit slippery, and uh, also, it's not wide river, but it's uh, pretty long and sort of windy. Eventually, as you're walking, you um, run across the graffiti artist, actually. He's a young dwarf, sort of black hair, nice beard, and he's uh, working on a new piece down by the riverbank. What is he working on? What does it look like? He's drawing sort of um, an orange creature with uh, large white eyes, sort of hairy creature. It's got the black helmet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might have seen it before, but it's not like... It's like a niche thing. Okay. Anyway, you, uh, you, know, you, know, you know his name. His name is Linz. Linz, okay. Yeah, I, I, I greet him. Hey, Linz. Hey, buddy. Uh, Lucia's light be upon you. <laughs> May it shine up yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's not the official saying, but... <laughs> it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of what the disenfranchised youth are saying. <laughs> yeah. What are you working uh, on there? Oh, this. This here? Me and my buddies at the Art Collective uh, thought this up. It's a protest against... This Lucian consumerism. Ah, yes, yes. I resisted two holiday specials uh, today, so I'm doing my part to resist the consumerist culture. And I'm proud of you. And so is Comrade Grotto. <laughs> he points at the creature he drew. <laughs> okay. Well, he's still drawing him. <laughs> but still. That's some kind of mascot? Yeah, he's a symbol of the fight against uh, uh, unfair expectations of our spending habits and... Uh, the unfair wages given to the workers. I heard that he was initially a mascot of the Taresh uh, hockey team. Really? Yeah. That's uh, quite the interesting story. That's the that's the first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, you should look into that. It's it's fascinating. Anyway, it's it's not a coincidence that I'm just walking along this river here. I'm actually looking for something or someone. Oh, really? Yes. What would that be? Have you seen anything suspicious lately? What haven't I? I mean, just look around you. Where's all this money coming from? Where's all this money going? I mean, something outside the law. Ah, yeah, you want me to snitch, I get it. Well, kind of. Yeah, no, well, I don't know if uh, I would call it suspicious, but I did see a group of, uh, I don't know, possibly kids, maybe maybe some halflings, I don't, I don't even know. Anyway, they were uh, running on the other side of the riverbank. They uh, were running. There was uh, five of them, I think. And they were uh, carrying with them a large uh, large bag of some sort. I, I don't even know. Perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, they were running up the river. I think I think they were running to the wall, actually. <laughs> I... Normally, I wouldn't care that some that some rich idiot got robbed, but... Uh, this oh, is... a rich idiot got robbed? Which one? Well, Which yes. one? Uh, you know, the richest. Oh, Zanetti. Yep. Yeah. It's not his money that I'm after. It's the presents for the orphanage. You know, I'm. I have a personal stake in that. Yeah, I. I can imagine. I mean, Zanetti. He might be a rich bastard, but at least he gives back to the community. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he should give higher wages to the workers, but uh, 
still. I'm just con- concerned with the children, you know? There's an in- one injustice, even if it's just a small one, that I can make right today. I At least I hope to. Right. Well, I'm proud of you. So is Comrade Grotto. I, I thank you for helping me out in this. And, uh, like, you're sort of under a bridge right now. Because, you know, it, it's snowing and you know, he doesn't want snow to immediately wash off his piece. And um, up on the bridge, you actually hear a choir. They start singing. And uh, uh, Linz kind of listens to them for a bit. And he says, you know, I can't say they're bad. Like, of course, this whole uh, Lucia's Day uh, music is all one big scam. But, you know, this this song is pretty good. Although, my granny always told me that the old songers are the best. Anyways, good luck on your search. Uh, Thank you. I hope you're fine. Uh, well, just don't be a cop, okay? Uh, All cops I, are bastards. I, I, <laughs> never. You know that. You keep on fighting the good fight. Damn right. Cassie will give the guy a couple of coppers and uh, and say, uh, uh, Lucius lights upon you, and, and then hold out the symbol. Because obviously he's not into the holiday, but he's an artist, so... And up yours as well, my friend. <laughs> Cassie smirks. <laughs> Onwards. Onwards, you keep on uh, walking up the river. You see more graffiti on the riverbanks. Some of it is Lance's art style, some of it is other artists, you know. There's a whole art collective. It's kind of bunked out in an old cart factory. Yeah, eventually you reach the wall, because this city uh, has walls around it. Actually, as you reach this part of the river, it's sort of, um, the riverbanks get all, uh, crumbly and a little bit overgrown you're thinking not a lot of people come here so it's all a big well there's sort of plants growing out of the concrete except it's winter now so they're all dead and there's lots of bushes around here because nobody really tends to this part of town because you know it's right at the wall and right at the river and it's not prime real estate you know so um there's a bit of an opening in the wall for the river to flow through yeah, it's, a, it's actually a bit crumbled at the bottom. You can see a few stones from the wall uh, fell into the river, which is, um, here it's, uh, like, shallow enough where you can walk on the stones and not get horribly wet, because um, you're thinking, like, the source must be really nearby. If we need to go into the water, then I'm just going to shape water to move out of the way. <laughs> I mean, you can decide. Hey, I have not cast a single spell at any point during any of the three games that I've done with this character now. You're at the liberty to do that. Ah, yay. It's only a cantrip, but hey. Still. So, all right, what, what are we looking for here? The wall is sort of crumbled here where it goes above the river. It's like five meters wide at this point, which is like three squares if you're keeping the grid. It's actually crumbled, and if you look closely, the wall is actually hollow at this exact location. Like, there's an opening in the wall. So, so the river runs through the opening? Like, under the wall, it's a bit of an arch uh-huh. for the river to flow through. Okay, yeah. And within that arch, there's an opening. So you can go inside of the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. This looks very suspicious, and I want to mm. check it out right now. Are you with me, Kazni? Uh, yes, yes. It seems very interesting. You know, I've actually never been outside of these walls. Really? Yes. I hope to one day, but I don't know. Not not today. Let's go inside of the walls first. <laughs> Kazni peers in. I'm assuming it's going to be quite dark. So I'm look- looking in there. Um, I assume you've got dark vision, Jan, haven't you? Because you're half elf. Yes. I do not, but I do have my magic ring! Yeah, magic items! Yay! So I use my magic ring, which does light. I can't out of an old man. As you... Uh... 
light your uh, ring and as you peer into the inside with the ring you just hear sounds of shrieking and scrambling and there are uh, five goblins in there and they weren't expecting you there oh shit Oh, we're gonna hear, we're gonna hear a goblin voice! We're gonna hear a goblin voice! Yeah! Ah, hi, they're here, they're here! Get here! Who, who is there? Here, scramble, scramble! And they're, they're kind of scrambling and, uh... Halt! Roll me initiative. Ooh! Doesn't mean you're gonna have to fight. Twelve. Which isn't fantastic, but hey. Uh, I got a seventeen, actually. That's not bad. Not too shabby. And, uh, these little fuckers rolled, uh... Okay. Okay, so, uh, Darren, you're actually first up. What do you do? You yell halt. Oh, I know what I'm gonna do. Oh, no. I'm gonna do... I'm gonna cast sleep. There's five of them, right? Yeah. I, I assume that they're all right next to each other, basically? Um, sort of. I mean, there's, it's a pretty narrow space within the wall. The wall is like... Oh, how wide would the wall be? Let's say it's like five meters wild. Wild? Five meters wide. Yeah, so then I definitely get all of them. Easily. Okay, that's 5d8. Okay, I got 25 hit points, and you start again with the lowest hit points, and then... Work your way up. You cast that, and uh, you can see the goblin who's nearest to you kind of got tangled in his own boots. He uh, stops tangling, it just kind of falls over and starts snoring. And then you see the next goblin who's a bit further away. In the middle of his run, he just trips and falls and stays lying down, also snoring. And then the next goblin, who's a little bit further away as well, he's actually lo- he's actually looking uh, looking for something. He's kind of scrambling, kind of trying to find something up on his body, and he just holds his chest and he falls over, and he he's asleep as well. And the other two are still scrambling. Yeah, I scream halt. I cast that, and that's that's my turn. I guess I move closer to them as well. Yeah. Okay, you move closer to them. Cassidy. Because we're apparently doing this in a non-violent way, I'm gonna charm person one of the goblins. Okay, go for it. How does it work? Charm person. That is a wisdom saving throw. It's 14 you have to beat. Okay, um, here's the thing I rolled exactly 14. Mm. So yeah, if it meets, it beats. Ah, uh, damn it! Damn it, what a waste of a go. Yeah. Very disappointed. In which case, have I got? Have I actually got any bonus actions? I don't think I do. Yeah, maybe some of your cantrips. Uh, no, a healing word is, but I'm not using a healing word. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to use it on yet. No, um, I really need to familiarise myself with my uh, things properly. No, I don't. Don't think there's anything. That... Oh, wait a minute. Now, does two weapon fighting count as a thing if you don't use the first action for your weapon? Can I do no. bonus? Ah. Okay, never mind then. No, because it's specifically to weapon fighting. Can I move into such a position that I block the way out that they're trying to go? They're actually kind of running away from you further into the wall. Oh, so going further into it. Oh, okay. Then I guess I'm not doing anything because I don't think I have anything else. And the inside of the wall is built on the landscape, so it's sort of going up a bit. There are rocks going up. So it's like five meter shell, but like at that specific point. Well, three of the goblins are asleep. Out of the two of the ones... Uh, yeah, one manages to pull a short bow from their uh, back and uh, shoots at um, Darren. Does a 16 hit you? It does. Oh, yeah. So sort of hits you right in, in the side, sort of right above the hip. Ah! And it does um, five damage, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. That's okay. Don't worry. Healing word ready. <laughs> 
Yeah, the goblin's like, ha, got you, you won't get me, and then uh, takes a bonus action to hide. And the other goblin um, also also scrambles around, uh, pulls their shorter bow out of a pile and shoots at you, Darren, as well. Oh no. Oh no. Does a seven hit your AC? No. <laughs> no, it, it flies like widely to the right of you and uh, the goblin just says, oh, oh damn it. And... Um, Uses a bonus action to hide to sort of uh, dip behind a rock. And the other three are asleep, so um, Darren, it's your turn again. The two that are hiding, mm-hmm. they're both hiding, right? Yep. Are they within 20 feet of one another? Yes. Then I'm just going to cast fucking sleep again. <laughs> Excellent. Go for it. I got two spell slots, so I'm just going to spend my other one to cast sleep again, and hopefully... Okay, that's uh, that's a 17 all in all. Do I get both done with that? Yeah, you just hear two slumps and loud snoring noise. And right now, this hole in the wall sounds like a sawmill. <laughs> I immediately start tying them up. Yeah, I was going to say, tying them up is a good idea. I'm going to healing word, Darren. Mm-hmm. Which is 1d4 plus spellcasting modifier. But I'm not going to use that d4, I'm going to use my good d4. Well, he's gonna. He he only lost five hit points, so he's gonna get five in any case. Like. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, six. Okay, so you're fully All healed. Right. Yay! And I have used a second spell, an actual spell that takes a spell slot too. Yay! Man, sleep is a really strong spell. <laughs> it's great. Well, at this level, it is. Anyway. Yeah, at, uh, especially yeah. at low levels. Yeah. Yeah. These gobbos have like very low HP. You know. Right, so Darren's tied up the goblins, yes? Mm-hmm. I'm going to slap one of them to try and wake it up. Wakes up? He's like, ah! I surrender! I surrender! All right, okay, so what are you doing in here? <laughs> like, if you're going to kill us, just do it! We're not going to kill you. I don't currently have a reason to kill you. Wait, you're not... You're not... You weren't sent by... Oh... Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, this is amazing. Oh, I live another day. Oh, this is amazing. Calm down, calm down. <sighs> you wouldn't, by any chance, happen to know anything about a murder and a robbery? I mean, no, well, maybe, I, 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 maybe. Why, why do you ask? Well, I'd quite like to get these um, presents for the orphans back, because, I mean, stealing from orphans. The guy is rich, you could have stolen all sorts of things from him, but you stole from the orphans. I know, we know. It, 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 it was an accident, uh, Teasy panicked. Hmm, so where, where are the orphans' presents? Well, they're over there, and he tries to point, but he's tied, so he just kind of turns his head towards the back. Kasnia will... Carefully approach the area. Can I see it? Yeah, yeah, you can see it. It's a large bag. Like, uh, potato bag quality. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, I mean, it's a big bag, but it's not really heavy. Why did you steal this? We panicked. He was supposed to be asleep. He wasn't supposed to... He wasn't supposed to walk in. I was standing at the door and he walked in and I I, I panicked and I, I, I stabbed him. And then, then you know, we couldn't... We, we had to throw off the sand. We couldn't just let, let the evidence rest there, so we took a thing, you know, to make it look like a botched strawberry. We we didn't... We panicked. This wasn't supposed to happen. Why were you there in the first place? If you weren't there to rob from him and you weren't there to kill him, why were you there? 
I mean, we were hired to acquire some paper. Did you get the paper? No. No, he walked in too soon and then we panicked. What kind of paper were you looking for? Uh, uh, specific, I think. Who are you working for? I can't say. I've already told you too much. If, if she finds out, I'll, I'll die for sure. Do you want to get out of your life and I want to roll persuasion? Intimidation, my friend. Uh, yeah, you're right. My intimidation is worse, but okay. That's an 11. Yeah, um, he looks kind of scared, but, um... Not as scared as he is of whoever it is who hired him. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm willing to take my chances, to be honest. Well, I guess we've got no other choice but to turn them over to the guards, then. <sighs> no, not the guard. He'll send me to prison. I can't go back to prison. Well, you see... You're in this uh, quite precarious position, I would say. We've got a few options here. I mean, we could kill you. I'm not really planning on doing it, but... How long does the sleep spell last? Oh, it would be over by now. Oh, but they're tied anyway. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay, so they all just kind of start shrieking and... uh... (laughs) Let me go! Let let me me go! I I cast command on all of them and say... I'm going to cast command on all of them but the one I was talking to and tell them to shut up! Actually, no, quiet, because they're only allowed to be one word, so quiet. And they instantly shut up. Oh, actually, I only got one of those, so I can only do it once. Damn. Um. <laughs> one of them shuts up and it's immediately um, quieter, but, you know, it's still pretty loud because they're all shrieking, No, we didn't do it! Let him go! Don't be a cop! Oh my god, shut up! Don't kill us! Don't kill us! We could also just leave you tied up here. I don't think anyone is going to find you here. That is a very good point. If you want to get freed, if you want... Any chance at all to get out of this alive, you will have to cooperate with us. I mean, I think... No, if you leave us here, she'll find us and she'll she'll kill us for sure. So what do you want? Do you just want want us to leave you here tied up? Do you want us to kill you? Is that what you want? No, don't kill us! You have no other choice. How about... You see, I'm thinking that the options here are... We kill you. We leave you here and you get killed. We take you to the guards, you go to prison, and you might avoid getting killed. Or you could tell us who did it. We could let you go. You could just leave the town and go somewhere else. Uh, oh, oh. They're only a persuasion. Uh, would it be intimidation? I, I'm not sure. I feel like it's more persuasion. Hmm. I'm persuading them on options. I mean, I have threatened them, but... Okay, okay, let, let's just go with persuasion. I mean, it can be intimidation if you want. It can be... It's 16, so that would be a 17 if it was intimidation, or 19 if it was persuasion. Both are high enough, so... Yeah. All right, I can tell you, but you you have to let us go, like, for real, because if not... I have no great love of the law and of the guards, so if you just give us the information we want, just all you'd need to do is leave the town. I mean, you can escape just... Keep going. I don't know who this person is who's hired you, but they can't possibly find you if you just disappear. I mean, you're just five random goblins. Hey, that's rude! I glare at the one that that said that. You can blend in somewhere else. I mean, I like I said, you haven't told me who this person is that you're scared of, but uh, okay. unless unless they are extremely powerful... Well... You can get away from them. Do they hold sway in the whole continent? Um, well, um, we've only been talking to a contact. Interesting. She, she, she's too important of a person. She doesn't deal with petty thieves like us, personally. Who is she? Catherine Lawrence. Am I supposed to know who that is? I mean, you can roll for it. All right. 
Right, I'm going to roll. What would that be? History? Mm-hmm. Well, I rolled an 18, and uh, my history is zero, so 18. She's, like, the biggest businesswoman, like, in this parts. like... She started with a shipping company, but then she uh, she bought various factories, and now she owns, like, a good third of the capital around the territories. Well, I admit that that's someone you really probably don't want to be on the wrong side of. Exactly! I feel like you can probably escape her wrath if you uh, keep moving. You can eventually get out of her purview. Well, will you let us go so we can do that? Will you untie us? Just one more thing. I, I will. But did the contact have a name? Yeah, uh, it was a red tiefling and her name was Mirilla. Okay. I look at uh, Darren. Should we let them go? I, to be quite honest, I don't really want to turn them over to the guards. And I also don't want to kill them. Neither do I particularly. Yeah, that's good. Don't don't be a cop. Don't be a cop. The cops are bastards. Okay. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> From Comrade Grotto. You're... Uh, never mind. Let's just let them go. Yeah. Okay, so we untie them then. Just go far away. Will do. They pick up their things and they just scurry away. They just scram. All right, I grab the presents. Yeah, you can. Congratulations, you got the presents. So uh, you make your way back to Jana. Uh, it's not a heavy bag, it's a big one. And uh, yeah, come back to the townhouse. Again, you see the wooden carving of the snowman. You knock on the door, she opens and she sees the bag and she's like, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, that's another thing I can stop worrying about. Oh, thank you, thank you. And she actually goes and hugs both of you. She goes in and she gives uh, each of you uh, five gold pieces. She says, here, here, you deserve this. You you didn't have to do this, but you did it anyways. And I'm so grateful for that, really, honestly. I Thank you. It's it's been it's been my pleasure. You see his lights upon you again, might as well. <laughs> Let him shine on you as well. Up yours. <laughs> Darren actually says that because he believes it to be an actual thing. It's up yours too. And she kinda looks at you and you know, like you just said something very rude because you did. I'm smiling at her brightly. She just shrugs in. Cassie just raises an eyebrow. Alright, we saved it. We saved well. We saved Pseudo Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> you saved Lucia's day. It's a Lucia's day miracle! <laughs> Lucia's day miracle! Snow starts uh, falling again, and Jana just looks up and sh- says, Oh, not this too. Oh well, at-, at least that's taken care of. Well, let it snow. There are a few more days to Lucian Fair, including Lucia's day. Casting your coat is fixed the next day, and you can get up to your old tricks in a familiar way. You, uh, both get up to your old tricks. Maybe you run into each other again. Maybe you don't. Maybe you partner up. Maybe you don't. That's up to you. It's not really important right now. You know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of that holiday special after all. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. You take advantage of that holiday special, and you. I reward myself with a job well done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you reward yourself for a job well done or with a job well done? For a job well done, with a job well done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can actually afford it now with the reward money. So uh, you don't even really have to go back to your old tricks. But, you know, you can if you want because it's fun, to be honest. Maybe later. Maybe later. I mean, it's we're talking a few days now. Yeah. Yeah. So on the morning of Lucia's day... Darren, Lara comes to find you and she gives you your gift, 
which is a shot glass tied to a string that says cheers. Ah. Yeah. Did you get anything for Lara? Um, probably. I haven't thought of anything, but uh, I would have. I got her just the ugliest of uh, St. Lucia's uh, holiday sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't find that one at Vex, because all Vex's uh, clothes are um, uh, impeccable. You found it at like a secondhand store, because it's not an ugly sweater if it's designed to be ugly. Okay, it doesn't count. It says Melikalikimaka on it, uh, which in this universe means uh, something, something, Saint Lucia, something, something. <laughs> okay. I think Kasia would probably buy Vex an earring. I figure that he wears an earring. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you, um, you go to give it to him on Lucia's day morning, he actually uh, gives you an earring as well. It's made of amethyst and it goes perfectly with your hair. It's in shape of a rose. Awesome. When you give him the earring... And chocolates! And chocolates! He says, oh, darling, that's so lovely of you. You didn't have to, you know. You know that all I want for Lucia's day is you. I shall kiss him deeply and uh, and fade to black. <laughs> fade to black! <laughs> ba bam ba bam so then the evening approaches. There are celebrations in every major square. The bonfires are lit. The party is lit. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody's drinking. Like There's sparkling wine running in streams. Like metaphorically, yeah. I don't know if that's a metaphor there as well. But, uh, you two actually run into each other on a square and like you... I'll buy him a drink. You'll buy him a drink, okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So you grab a drink together, like you're there with Vex, uh, there and you're there with Lara. Lara's actually talking to Vex about, you know, designing and, you know, how she's fresh out of a job. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow uh, Lucia's beret ends, so. And Vex actually offers her an apprenticeship at his uh, shop. I'll drink to that. Yeah, you all drink to that. Yeah, the midnight comes, um, the fireworks go off. I could theoretically make fireworks out of water. Theoretically, and you can, if you want. I was looking at that shape water cantrip, and I figured that it would be a cool way to do, like, distractions or just to make, like, a fun thing for people to look at, because I can change water's colour, and I can, like, form it into shapes that animate at my direction. I want to make a pretty display of uh, of moving water. Yeah, you do that, and uh, you get, like, a little bit of an applause, like, a few people... Uh... I'll put on a hat. Yeah, a few people throw coppers in uh, your hat. Lara actually um, lends you her hat, which is like sort of a red hat with a white fur trim. <laughs> and yeah, you you ring in the new year, and that's what happens. And eventually, you go home back to Lidova, and there you go on with your business in Vizilena. And uh, just uh, not that we're going to play it, but I will have uh, I will have probably stopped by for a couple of days with Willow on the way back. I I'll probably bring her another little gift, but I bought her a perfume, so that was her so Lucia's day present. But I'll I'll probably bring her something else, maybe some candy. <laughs> maybe you know that she would also like the sort of uh, candied fruits, you know. Yeah, so I get a lot of that. I'll get a lot of that, and we'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you spend a few days with Willow, and then you make your way back. And that's where we're gonna end it for today.
Dice Out Now game is a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game, game.